Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning. Psalm 37 is where we're going to be today. <laughs> Psalm 37, I think, speaks to all of us from time to time in our lives. David's at a place where evil people are all around him. Do you ever feel that way? You ever feel like evil people are all around you? Well, David had evil people all around him. They were coming at him, and they seemed to be well, they didn't seem to be. They were prospering in life and were having success in life. And he was the target of their wickedness. He was the target of their evilness. Is that even a word? Evilness? And so we're going to read part of Psalm 37. Uh, again, this psalm is loaded, so we're not going to have time to walk all the way through it. I did take my little uh, journal out. See that? Take your journal out every day when you're reading through the scripture and just jot down what um, what the Lord shows you, and then pray and ask God to give you revelation. Just an interesting little testimony uh, from yesterday. I was praying with a guy before church, and um, we were praying for our worship service at Celebration, and then he prayed and asked the Lord to give me revelation while I was preaching. And um, I'd studied the passage in Jonah 4, up and down, in and out, sideways and all that. And while I was preaching toward the last five minutes of the message, the Lord dropped a little golden nugget on me or into my heart and into my spirit that, that, that you can obviously see in the Bible, but I had never contemplated it before. And I was just so excited that uh, somebody had prayed for me for God to give me a revelation from his word, and God did. So when we read God's word every day, Ask the Lord to give you a revelation. I'm going to go ahead and jump off and read part of Psalm 37. When you come on, if you give a thumbs up, I realize I'm on early today and we'll probably miss most of you. Um, anyway, but if you pop on, give me a thumbs up or a comment. Let me know you're there. And um, and hopefully this, this, this Psalm 37 will be an encouragement to you. So this is a Psalm of David. And again, now... Evildoers are all around him, coming at him. And uh, David says, I'm going to read the New Living Translation. King James says, fret not, fret not. New Living Translation says, do not worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. Have you ever envied somebody that does wrong? I mean, somebody's just like living out in the world. They're not living for the Lord, but they've got all this quote unquote success, all this finances and money. Uh, they have the esteem of the world system. They have uh, prestige out in the community. Um, and it just looks like they're flourishing. David says, don't worry about the wicked. Um, fret not or envy those who do wrong. Watch this. For like grass, they shall soon fade away. So watch this now. When evil people are coming against you or those you love, just be assured David gives us confidence to know like grass, they will soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they will soon wither. You know how the the um, 
the grass comes and like my grass is starting to fade away a little bit right now. It's getting a little bit cooler. Cut the backyard the other day. I'll cut the front yard today or tomorrow before I get out of town for a few weeks. And that grass will go dormant. The weather will hit, the temperature will hit a certain low mark and the grass will be dormant for um, several months. It'll quote unquote fade away. And then the spring flowers will come. Those flowers come, but they don't last. They soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. So when evil is around us, our responsibility is to trust in the Lord and do good. Not just think good, not just preach good, do good. Now, we don't, we don't do to be saved, but we do when we're saved. We do good when we're saved. The Apostle Paul said, um, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So we're not saved by works, but we're saved unto works or to serve the Lord with doing good after we're saved. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Do you want to live safely in the land? Do you want to prosper all the days of your life? Trust in the Lord and do good. Don't be concerned about what other people are doing. Don't focus on the evil people. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight. King James says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him. He will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn. Like if you're innocent, God will radiate the innocence like the, like the dawn. Um, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. In other words, God has a way of taking care of his people and God has a way of proving them innocent and shining it for everybody to see. Be still or rest in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. In other words, don't jump ahead of God. I'm guilty. I, we've all been guilty of jumping ahead of God. So he says, be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. Let God act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Watch this. Stop being angry. Stop being angry. What David says is, I believe David's speaking from experience here. I believe David was angry. And it's almost like he's telling himself first, stop. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. All anger and rage do is destroy us from the inside out. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed. For those who put their trust in the Lord will possess the lamb. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. So what David does is, David goes on and weaves back and forth between the godly and the wicked. And pretty much he says, uh, for us, take a chill pill. God's going to take care of the wicked. They're here today, gone tomorrow, pretty much. And then... But we have responsibility toward ourselves, toward the Lord and other people. So what I did was I jotted down six actions that are listed there in the first, uh, the first eight verses. 
that will help us, that will help us as we uh, turn our focus away from wicked people and onto the Lord and trust that God has a way of taking care of wicked people, especially those that are coming against the godly people. So here's action step number one. Do not fret. Do not be afraid. Do not worry. David says, don't worry about them. It's interesting. The apostle Paul said, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made on unto God. Watch, and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard your mind and heart in and through Christ Jesus our Lord. So what Paul says is, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. He goes, is it that simple? Yeah. Like, it's not complicated. Uh, sometimes the action is more difficult than the acknowledgement of, like, we know what to do. And sometimes the action is more, all the time, the action is more challenging. And so it's not complicated. It's not complicated. The way we fight worry, the way we fight fear is prayer. So he said, action step number one, do not fret, do not worry. Action step number two, trust in the Lord. Sounds a lot like Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not under your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Where does that begin? Trusting in the Lord. Like, Are you trusting in the Lord? Like, I know I've said this before. We trust the Lord for our eternal salvation. Are we trusting the Lord for today? Are we trusting in the Lord for our children? Are we trusting in the Lord for our finances? Are we trusting the Lord for our daily provision? We trust him with the eternal security of our souls. Hey, Jennifer, we trust him with the eternal security of our souls. So <laughs> we're in Psalm 37. So what David says, especially when evil is prevailing, trust in the Lord. Now, I'm, I'm just going to say this because it doesn't matter what your political persuasion is in America. You don't like the other side. If you're a Democrat, you think all the Republicans are hellions. If you're a Republican, you think all the Democrats are the devil. And so what we see here is, I believe, I believe we see evil running rampant in our political system. Democrat, Republic, Independent, evil's running rampant. And what Christians have a tendency to do is, and we have the last eight or 12 years, we focus so much on the evil and the corruption in our government that our gaze is taken off the Lord. So what David would say is, when evil's all around, trust in the Lord. Do good, he says. Number three, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. What does it mean to delight yourself in the Lord? It means take, take pleasure in him. Like, man, if y'all know me, you know I am a sports freak. I coach softball. I coach baseball. I love baseball. I love softball. I like other sports, too. I am a sports freak. So I take pleasure. I used to take pleasure in playing softball. I used to take pleasure in uh, playing baseball. Now I take pleasure in, and sometimes I'll still mess around, hit some and play some softball. Uh, a lot of people take pleasure in their college football. Nothing wrong with that. 
Take pleasure in your local high school football team. Nothing wrong with that. Take pleasure in your kids as they play sports or give their dance recitals or, or whatever it might be. Nothing wrong with taking pleasure in that, but we make our priority delighting in the Lord. Watch this. As we take pleasure in the Lord, do you take pleasure in the Lord? Like what? Man, I take pleasure in the Lord. Like he's my hope. <laughs> I get in some binds sometime. There's no way out except Jesus. So delight yourself, he says. So he says, do not fret, number one, trust in the Lord, number two, delight yourself in the Lord, number three, commit your way into him, kind of like what Proverbs said, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, commit your way to him. What do you do? The word commit means to roll off, to roll over. Roll your way, your purpose, your plan onto the Lord and commit yourself to living in his way. Number five, rest. He says, rest in the Lord. Rest. Oh, words, take a chill pill. S cease striving. Rest. And number six, cease from anger. Stop being angry. Those are six action steps. Because what happened is we, we get angry. Listen, we get angry. And a lot of times, watch it, a lot of times our anger is toward God. Yeah, you go, how can you say that, Jimmy? Because it's true. Same way as I was preaching yesterday, Jonah was angry toward God because God saved the people that Jonah didn't like. Uh, Jonah had bigotry in his heart and racism against a certain group of people. God saved the whole city and Jonah got angry at God. Sometimes when evil prevails and evil people prevail, let's just be honest, okay? Sometimes we have anger in our heart directed toward God because we feel like God has slighted us because we're Christians and good things are happening to them and bad things are happening to us. Yes, that's the age-old conundrum that believers have. Why do bad things happen to good people or godly people? Because it's a part of life. It rains on the just and the unjust. Job said, man, born of woman, is a few days and full of trouble. That'll encourage you today. So stop being angry. Stop being angry at God. Stop stop being angry. Now, if you go on down to the pretty much the close of Psalm 37, one of my favorite um, exhortations, acknowledgments in the Bible is found in Psalm 37, 25. Give me just another minute, okay? Psalm 37, 25, David's weaving his way through the psalm, and he says, Once I was young, and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. When I was young, when I was a young man, our children were small. That verse ministered to me. Because I knew that if I didn't die first, one day I would get old. And what I wanted in my life when I got old, now I'm, I'm knocking on the door of oldness. I wanted one day to be able to look at my life and go, hey, once I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. So I am motivated to put those six action steps to practice in my life. A, because I love the Lord, and B, because there's a there's a there's a there's a, a formula for a successful Christian living there. And when we do, we walk in rightness of heart. We walk in what the Bible calls righteousness. We are righteous. And then David says, once I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, 
once I was young, now I'm getting older, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And God has never forsaken me. God's never forsaken my wife, my family. But here's the kicker, nor his seed begging bread. One of the motivations for right living, watch this, is, watch this, there's a promise here to proclaim our seed will not beg bread. See, when we walk in righteousness with God, it affects our children. There's a blessing upon our children that God bestows from himself into us, through us, and our right walking with God is a blessing to our children. They never beg for bread. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.